Hey, Tyler. I th- yes. Will you give me a word for word example of how you start the show? I'm not going to fall for this shit. You almost got me. Almost got me. Almost. Aloha, everybody. Welcome to Casual Master Quest episode 84. It's going to be 84. airing January 27th. Uh, 27th. I guess I'm your host today, uh, Brandon Thresher. We also have Tyler Vitito, Glenn Houston, hey! and Hi. Nikhil Chodamella. Hello, Wait, everybody. Fuck, this is, not, is this Casual Master Quest or Casual Quest Masters? This is Casual <laughs> Master Quest. Oh, right? okay. Get your dice ready, motherfuckers. All right. <laughs> Let's so, party. so for the purposes of CMQ, I'm Nick, alright? Please, let's get that right. For for whatever oh. reason, this disparity now exists, and now I'm known as several different people across right. the place. Um, before we get too Please, into it... Please, my father's name. I just, I just wanted to wish uh, everybody a happy Chinese Lunar New Year. Because that just happened this week. So weekend, yesterday, so, wasn't it? Uh, it? Yes, uh, today, as we're recording. It is right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right now. Okay. In this moment. <laughs> happy... Chinese Lunar New, New Year. Yes, it is the, the year, year of the, the rat. rat. Oh shit! Oh, video games do teach you something. Yeah. Very skittered. I say League of Legends was celebrating that, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was Overwatch. Lunar Goddess skins. Is that where we get those from, or is this something different? Probably. You know, just always. Twitch is gonna get a buff. Yeah, I'm surprised. They did they have a skin for Twitch this year? I have no fucking idea. I don't I, think yes, so. Yes, they did have a skin, but I don't think it was for the Lunar, though. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, anyway, we're going to move Doesn't on. Doesn't right? That, that oh, we'll yeah. move to next. We start with, uh, intro- no, no, we did introductions. Now it's the IRL <laughs> segment. Hello, everybody. My name's Tyler. Welcome back. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. It's a never-ending loop. Oh. Um, all right, so Glenn's first on the list. So we're going to start with him. How's your week well, been, buddy? You know- it's been good. Lots of D&D to start 2020. Um, and every week's been pretty consistent. So I've just been like running uh, between, I think, two or three out of the four weeks we've had this year so far. Well, with two, yeah, two weeks out of the three and a half weeks we've had. <coughs> sorry, I've uh, I've run like three or four games in those weeks, uh, including casual quest masters. So like, a lot of planning, a lot of D and D, but a lot of time with friends, and that's uh, that's always good. So that's uh, been taking up a lot of time. I even have like a game tomorrow <laughs> again, and I ran a game on Thursday, two games on Thursday, including Casual Quest Questmasters. So lots of D and D, loving it. Um, uh, I know anybody that is hanging out with us that is a critter and uh, is going to be super excited about the new Wild Mount expansion book, which is going to be officially adopted into the actual mythos of. Um, the forgot or uh, the D&D world. So that's a big announcement that happened within the last few weeks uh, with D&D. Yeah, my, and then, my uh, good friend yeah. Matt worked on that. Your friend Matt Mercer? Yeah. I got him you on know Matt? dial here. Isn't he your cousin? Yeah. No. Is he really? I no, was like, I, what? I yeah, How did I not no, know his that? His uncle from, Nite- from Nintendo introduced him. No offense, Glenn. No offense at all. But uh, if Matt was my cousin, I don't think he would have been our DM. Oh, I don't think Matt would have had time to DM for a random game. <laughs> a no, random game for his close friend? His, I think not, I, I think Matt would push him. I don't think I consider any of my cousins close friends. And I've got a lot of cousins. 
You haven't seen me on their uh, podcast or their uh, Twitch streams? Damn. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Revealing yeah, himself as not in the watching. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, but I'm really excited about them. I still have no I idea what he sounds like. I was really hoping they would come out with, like, a, a new setting book, like, if they do, like, Dragonlance or, uh, like, they do with Ebron or just, like, or um, even Spelljammer would have been really cool because it's a nice, like, space fantasy sort of hybrid. Uh, but um, I still am excited for them because that's, you know, apparently it's it's on track to being the most ordered D&D book of 5th edition, which I'm not surprised about, but, so... Um, that's neat. But also, I've been playing, uh, you know, uh, I've gotten back into an actual, like, tabletop um, miniature game. Not in the same way as D&D, but more, like, strategy and combat-based uh, called Warhammer. Mm. Uh, Ooh, I've always had a couple of miniatures. that make you think. What? Are you painting miniatures for it? Oh, so many miniatures. I've got a lot of miniatures to paint. But the beauty is what Do we're guys- doing is it's a narrative campaign. So you like you build your army like slowly. So you like choose a leader and then you get like three units of models. So I've got like nine models to paint and I'm <laughs> almost done with my leader. <laughs> so take my time. But then we're like playing with uh, two or three other guys and uh, there will be narrative results and you get benefits from doing well in combat and all this other stuff. It's a lot of fun. Um so that's and that's Age of Mars, the fantasy version of a Warhammer. But hear about the uh, new Hero Forge? Oh my God, where they can print in oh. color? Yeah, that, they got like eight thousand percent funded. Amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I've been hearing about the Kickstarter for like the past week, and it's like the idea of the I don't have to have you know copper or bronze cast statues anymore. I can actually have them look like characters. Yeah. Well, I like and they my also, character is emo and dark. They're also offering painting services now. Uh, along with that. Mm-hmm. So you can get them printed in color and then have somebody professionally paint them, but they are charging $150 per model to paint them. Just to paint them. That doesn't include printing or anything else. So, I was like, damn, I've been uh, overcharging. Yeah, I mean, now that you put it that way, it's like, maybe I don't, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, the power of imagination is what made D&D such a thing, right? Right. Well, I just found out my 3D printer can take the G-code and I can actually make custom models and print them at my house for eight bucks for the code. I have no idea what a G-code is. Like, yeah, take that G-code. <laughs> G-code is the file type that goes into it, the 3D printer. Uh, technically, it, uh, it becomes okay. an STL file after it's adapted by whatever program you have to get it. It's like G-code is universal and it works in all uh, 3D printers, but your specific program will convert it to whatever file type works in it and it'll do what's called slicing and it'll plan out the path of the head and also like based on your infill settings it'll tell you you know it'll it'll decide how where it's going to put everything you know so taking that g-code file and then moving it into your your program i know this is all fucking greek so my bad (laughs) but yeah i mean it sounded nerdy i was into it okay good i was like man i feel like i'm just like blowing away through this stuff but yeah no i'm really excited about the hero forge stuff that looks cool yeah sounds good sounds like a good week too Mm -hmm. Um, lots of fun stuff how about you tyler did you do anything fun this week Uh, a couple of things i uh as per the tradition you know my one i drove for the first time in three weeks and i immediately murdered a deer within like two hours of driving so that was fun (laughs) but i i got 
look, I don't get to go hunting, you know, when it, the season pops up. I think it's November 15th. So I do my best to clear out the population. And that is by taking the, you know, care of the ones that, you know, hey, I'm on the side of the road. What is that? 80,000 pound vehicle. It's like, let me run at it. I'm going to take it down. <laughs> show society. You know, <laughs> we live in a society, a deer society. You got to get your annual deer killing. Because this happened uh, last well, year, too. I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure like two, three times. Uh, so yeah, I got to do that. Got to do the old pee in the cup, but everything's okay. Oh, no. to like make sure you weren't like under the influence of anything or something. Is that what right. that is? Okay. Because it's it's amazing in this day and age, we got to prove that it was the deer that was under the influence, not the driver at this point. But you know, whatever. How uh, odd of an occurrence is it for? A truck driver to hit a deer is it are you just super unlucky or does it normally happen a couple times for every driver well i mean depending on the location as i'm sure you can imagine michigan in particular and as well as like any uh state that's in the northern part of the the country chock full of fucking deer and this route in particular goes up into northern michigan so i was pretty much going through deer city it's usually a lot more uh, prevalent in like early spring and then uh, the middle of fall, uh, both coming out of hibernation and uh, I believe in September. I don't. Oh boy, here we go again because I'm pretty sure we talked about this one time ago. Uh, when deer get born the most, uh, and you know, with new deer, mothers are trying to make sure uh, they come across and all that, and it turns into a fucking nightmare those times of year. Like <laughs> September is like the most common time uh deer collisions happen uh there's i'm gonna say for every time i hit a deer i've had five close calls where they get within 10 feet of the front of my truck and it's it's fucking frightening oh my god but every time it, it's especially because, because you can't see them you'll never see them until you actually hit them or they just barely i mean stop. i got i got some bright ass lights and that's the other problem is like deer see giant lights in front of them and they get uh it was a term that they made illegal back in the day where people would go up with like a fucking floodlight, hit the deer with it, and they would freeze in place because they didn't know what the fuck to do, and then you'd shoot them. Oh, they made that uh, illegal? Luigi's Mansion. Uh, yeah, like, like Luigi's Mansion. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo. The only reason why I think it's illegal is because uh, they said it was illegal in the popular book known as Shiloh. But, oh. you know, yeah, thanks, Judd. Anyways, uh... So when you hit them with high beams from a truck, uh, they, they freeze up in place. And since they can't actually see the truck itself, it's like, what's the best tactic? Do I A, run away from the road or B, cross it in front of the truck and try to, you know, throw me off their tracks that way. And They're every right. single time it's like, uh, 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 charge in front of the truck. Bam. <laughs> and it sucks because they'll freeze in place and it's like, Okay, they're just going to run that way. Like, their butt is facing towards the road. They're just going to run forward, right? Nope. They're going to pop a 180 and book it. And every single time. Yeah. But, I mean, what can you do? I, I mean, we have deer guards for a reason. I haven't had any times where it was extensive. And it's fine. It's fine. Uh, We got to work a little bit on some uh, CMQ promotional stuff now that we got a cool logo, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sexy this logo. is the first episode for the new logo, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, technically, I updated the last episode, I believe, with uh, the podcast logo, but this is the first real episode with the cool podcast logo, thanks to Rotting Jackal. 
Yay. Uh, yeah, it looks wonderful. And so as a result, with some passive-aggressive commentary uh, for certain people about uh, whether or not our current video is good, I decided that I wanted to update it. And uh, with the new logo and all that stuff, we're working on uh, promotional material just to throw it together. Something simple, something funny, I'd like to think. Uh, hopefully, we'll have it out sometime this week. And uh, beyond that, I, uh, I'm, <laughs> if anybody wants to do my flavored vape watch uh, segment... Uh, we're currently four or five months into the six-month ban, and uh, I'm currently just about halfway through my vape juice supply. So I'm doing good. I'm, I'm holding on, Brandon. I, I don't need the Coyote run of vape juice just yet from Ohio. Up you know, to Michigan. I got you. <laughs> Thank you. But I finally hit a bottle of vape juice that I hate so much. I, I'm vaping it because I want to get through it, but it's like, it's not even a bad batch. It's just the flavor. It's the setup. Something throws me off about it. And so since we ended up taking out the game review, I wanted to put a vape review instead. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, so the the flavor is spoiled milk. No, it's not. The fuck? Uh. Well, see, there's your spoiled problem. Milk. Why'd you buy it? <laughs> That's not me. You can't I might have had a, like if it was tutti fruity paradise and you're like this tastes like ass it'd be like oh that's unfortunate but if you're buying something that's literally called spoiled milk and you're like ugh this tastes like ass I'm like what the fuck did you expect I ate a booger flavored jelly bean and I was surprised when it tastes like boogers <laughs> I'm not saying it was a poor decision on my part it's just I'm just saying it tastes a little bit like spoiled milk and some reason mm, I wonder why it, it doesn't settle with me a little bit here. Who would come up with something like that? Doesn't help that you're lactose intolerant. The same people who come <laughs> up with the fucking flavored uh, jelly beans. Yeah, but those the are same for fun. People. Well, this it's is like, for what fun am I too. Apparently, get? <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna play vape roulette. Who gets the spoiled milk? <laughs> oh my fucking god! No, let's not. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine Wait. that? No, no. I think that would get like a lawsuit happening. <laughs> like, like they they just put one of this pure nicotine. Jeez. nicotine. Yeah, you die. Instant addiction. Um, yeah. Anything else for It'd you? Be this the week? best uh, addiction for the five months of your life. Uh, beyond that, no, not really. So you know, dear vape, uh, working on CMQ stuff. Excited because uh, we also took a break from our uh, pod, uh, not our podcast, our campaign that's hopefully resuming tomorrow. That isn't recorded or anything like that. Just you know, local stuff. Exciting things are happening, and I was excited last time, but everybody had uh, cash and they wanted to buy stuff, so I pretty much narrated oh, the shopping spree. It was four hours of shopping. It was bro, those are the best sessions. It was awful. I thought I thought I was taking a while, um, and I felt really bad, and I sped things up. But then some people took a while. <laughs> some people took a while because they wanted the haggle. They wanted to turn items into magical items that. Broke all sorts of D&D rules, and it's like, there's some things I'm trying to give leeway, and there's other things like, no. Is it? <laughs> this is unreasonable. I, I'm pretty sure I think I know who that would be, but we won't name any names. I mean, oh, okay. Well, but yeah, I can uh, say, what about, is it someone who uses a quarter staff? Ooh. Uh, that is one of the contenders for the the title, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny these accusations. I plead the fifth. It's like when Nick Fury okay, uh, bit in the face or scratched in the face by a cat, and that's why his eyes all weird. And now he's like, you, "I will neither confirm nor deny." Do you know who my favorite Final Fantasy VIII character is? That hot teacher, Link. Pistus. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Uh, anyway, Nick, 
how is Hi. how is your week going? So that, I had a, that was fucking absurd. Um, I had a fun week. I had to make a uh, product for a class, one of my classes uh, where we're dealing with uh, uh, sustainability and textiles. Um, I had to make uh, an absurd solution to you know a particular problem of a uh, of a just of a fucking problem that is related to sustainability and textiles in some way and just it was to get us practice some like business-minded stuff because we had to do like official documents but they didn't want us to take it too uh, seriously so uh, i came up with um a diy kit where you buy it the fuck is okay. that a diy uh do it yourself yeah um, yeah um oh okay okay i thought you said di white kit i'm like what the no fuck? no no um okay no let me let me start over it's called it's called the product is called I can't believe it's not a landfill, and it's a DIY kit complete with a plastic liner, a shovel, and instructions on how to construct your very own landfill. Um, are, you, are you sure that's not how you just bury a body? Just it's watched. Don't intended fuck with cats, use. Man. It's intended <laughs> use. Multi-purpose is for a landfill. So right. You know. You know. Like how garbage. Is there and, cement mix also? No, 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 no. It's just a plastic liner and a shovel and instructions on how to dig a hole in the ground in your backyard. Um, <laughs> By Dexter Industries? <laughs> so the idea is that, you know, at least in BC where I am, um, garbage collection only comes once every two weeks. Recycling comes once every mm. week. Um, so why do you want to wait? Just go outside, dig your own landfill, and at your own convenience, just toss out any garbage you want whenever you want. That was my solution. Yeah. But... <laughs> All right. I feel like it would actually get a lot of use, but for different reasons. But it'd still be successful. Yeah. You well, know, the, like how? Uh, well, uh, the actual marketing pitch was I'd be partnering with uh, city municipalities so, to replace the garbage and recycling services. So now people—the only way people could dispose of their garbage was to dig a landfill in their own backyard. So, like the long-term, like solving a problem part of it comes in. People would be up more, be more mindful about what they're throwing out as garbage, whether they could actually recycle it or not, and um, that way they'd have to plan carefully or dig more landfills, lest it fill up too quick. You know, mm. I'm pretty sure I've seen some houses up in my hometown that are already implementing your product. <laughs> are you talking about the hoarders or th they're actually <laughs> like landfills? Um, there are a few houses on a certain yes. stretch of uh, Just yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Got, have you heard of Swisher Sweets? No. Uh, Swisher Sweets is a type of uh, cigarillo slash cigar that, you know, a cheap one that you can get at a gas station. Uh, they taste rancid. Uh, you know, you know, if, if you're tough and you're lucky and you need the smoke, I guess, you know, do it on your own. But there were a lot of people when I worked at a gas station that always bought Swisher Sweets. Yep. And I couldn't figure out why they were buying them in mass. And uh, eventually I asked, I was like, uh, is there a particular flavor you like out of these? Because you always get like just random ones just for funsies. It's like, oh, no, I uh, I cleaned these out and I put pot in them. And it's like, oh, that brilliant. Nick, <laughs> I, I think you got the right business plan. Kind of like, uh, you know, I'm at the uh, the the little market, uh, the flea market near me. And you're like, yes, we sell metal pipes for tobacco use. And it's like, <laughs> oh, Wink. Yeah, wink. and and it's it's like uh, the the my proposed solution was I even researched what the best shovel was. I googled what are the best shovels for digging holes, and then I found a bunch of answers. It's <laughs> oh, so man. like and my FBI search history is all over the search results, man. <laughs> um, you're you're the next Netflix special, man. 
<laughs> and it's like $90 Canadian for a really, really good shovel. So I'm like, all right, this product is going to be a premium product. It's $120. But the annual fees for garbage collection services in my uh, area is like, it starts with the smallest garbage cart at about $250 or something. So I'm like, listen, and that you have to pay that annually. And I'm like, all right, listen, this is a one-time fee. You don't have to worry about anything else except actually digging the hole yourself. And you, you just get exercise too. You get exercise. You just have to do it once. And then that way we're also saving the environment by removing all these garbage trucks off the road. Sure, people are losing jobs, but the cities are saving money. So, you know. Cemeteries are expensive for well, graves. invest that money in other Why things not for the city. Yeah. Let people bury their, you know, their loved ones in your yard. You Make your home fee. feel like your own home. What, what are you They're gonna going to do? They're going six feet under. What are they going to do with the other four feet? <laughs> Cover with trash. <laughs> uh, what, what do you do about methane emissions, though? But well, anyway. Well, it's like the whole thing with the fires in Australia. Like, what is it? It was like a hundred years worth of carbon monoxide came out of those fires alone. You know? Yeah. Like... It's crazy. Some oh. of that stuff. Yeah, I'm avoid. just, I'm just the pitch man. So I'm, you're like, man, that your I haven't paid the scientist yet. <laughs> um, is that all you did? Honestly, that was the really, that was the only thing in my week. If I'm gonna be completely honest, it's been a slow winter. That and sleep. Uh, all right. Uh, how about you, Brandon? How was your week? Oh, my week. Was, oh yeah, my week was pretty all right. Uh, um, no, my week was uh, run around of video games. My week was, uh, I've been having a really bad work-life balance. I picked up a few more shifts for work, and I've been working on another project. Um, I got my first coding job. So that's oh, fun. congratulations. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, for HTML cool. coding website for a business. Ooh, nice. So I've been working on that, and then uh, my new shift at work has me working four to one, which I, I'm, I'm sure Tyler understands this too, but most of my friends are home around four o'clock and so i just haven't been able to really play games with them so luckily tyler's been home at three or four in the morning and so i'm usually up then now and we've been playing games the last couple days but it's definitely been rough to try to get with people to play games so my week i feel been, you man week's been pretty slow for that that's sure, that's all sure, i had sure. to complain about oh, oh so okay so this is usually one of some complain minute yeah, one of us would usually say, uh, so we are... So this is a video game yeah, podcast. podcast. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, so did I steal yeah. Nick's thunder? Wait, we got... We're supposed to talk about games? Oh, of course. Well, we are a video got, game podcast. I just got done saying Roll I didn't for play initiative. any. What, you, played some Tyler. What? you You played some With video Tyler. games. I witnessed you play... Me? We played some. Me. All right, I gotta, I gotta you played, sit down. You like a fiddle? Like a game? Am I a game to you, Glenn? No, I was saying you played games with Tyler. All right. Well, let Absolutely. me. Uh, oh, yeah. Let me make my list here of games that I played. Uh, while I do that, Glenn, uh, you want to go over the ones you've played? Oh, this week has been a lot of the same stuff. Nothing crazy or new per se. Uh, but exciting is the new season of League of Legends, which I'm kind of enjoying. I'm getting back and playing that a little bit. Um, I I'm really enjoying that game. Uh, sometimes it's kind of like Modern Warfare. It's like. I like playing it, but then sometimes I just rage scream at the screen. Uh, but that modern warfare, yeah, exactly. What is video gaming except a little bit of masochism with narcissism and mixed in? You know. So I, yeah, uh, WoW Classic always raiding every single week. Uh, Stardew Valley is kicking ass. It's super fun. Got to, I had a blast playing with. Uh, uh, Apple Hoof and your wife yesterday, as well as Cool Mail. Some of uh, my wife. My f- I don't have a wife. 
Tyler's wife. No, no, wife. it was mine. Yeah, whose oh, wife are you okay. talking about? The oh, only... you're playing with Brandon. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, no, it's been a freaking blast. I'm having so much fun just with all those games. Partially, I think a really great thing about getting back into D&D is that I see my friends more, uh, and that's helped my mental health uh, a lot. So, like, the things that I enjoy, I'm enjoying more fully uh, as of 2020 so far. You know, we'll see if it continues, but uh, it's been really nice. You know, I enjoy the games I enjoy. I don't have to, like, try to have fun. It's, That's good. It I makes just, you feel good inside. Right? Video games are great. Uh, it's been a lot of the same stuff, though. So nothing super new to expand on. I didn't play life. Outer Worlds again um, yet, but I do plan on jumping back into that relatively soon, I think. Um, Outer Worlds and I need to get back in Breath of Wild. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, nothing, nothing nuts. Just super stoked about playing. Same games old, same nuts. old. Yeah, keep it, keep it simple. You know. Yeah. I wonder what that's stuff. like. I would never know what it's like to play the same game over and over every week for for years <laughs> on end. Never, never, I mean, it, never to me. If you felt like calling, it would be like destiny at that point. Imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> I, I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, I bet you missed that from uh, the Super Goon Squad days. Anyway, uh, oh gosh, that's uh, Tyler. Stop talking about your tangent. Anyways, we're gonna move on to Tyler so he can talk about his tangent. Oh boy! So Nick and I got to play a game, uh, not together, but in tangent, a little game called Squidlet. Uh, we did get a review copy from the uh, the company, also called Squidlet Inc., I believe, uh, specifically. And uh, we are going to be doing a review episode a little bit after this uh, to go into the full details of that game, uh, of all the uh, all the time that we put into it. And uh, there is quite a bit to discuss, I think, Nick. Guess not. I had I, <laughs> I had fun with the game. Um, I had, had fun few, with the game. I had a few a few grievances, um, but overall, honestly, it it had a better impact on me at the start than Dragon Ball Z Kakarot did. Hmm. That, oof, <laughs> oof. So that only that, but then that being said, most games have had a better impact on me than Dragon Ball Z did at the start. I heard that it wasn't a good RPG. It was made for Dragon Ball Z fan. Yeah, I I think. Uh, uh, well, I mean, we can talk about uh, Kakarot yeah. uh, when I go up. So yeah. I'll let I'll let Tyler I mean finish. I mean, we can turn to Kakra if you'd like, because now that you got the topic, like, I remember watching people streaming it, and there's a couple of things that's like, fuck, okay, I, I, think, I guess if you want to do that. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where, you know, if somebody hands you a glass, uh, like, uh, a plastic glass that you can't see through, and they're like, here, this is orange juice, and then you take a sip, but it's actually fucking prune juice or something, you're gonna make a face. So I think it was just the ex uh, expectations of what the game was and what I was expecting and what I'm used to from like a standard RPG. And then because all of that didn't mash and it, you know, as I said last week, it just seemed like a, like in the anime turned into a video game. So it was still pretty linear with very little open world that wasn't done. It's not done super great in comparison to other games. It just, ah, new prey. <laughs> it just left, it just left me, f it, it left a very like lackluster impression on me at the start. And I even talked about last week on how at the start they force you to walk slow, and I hate any game that does that, especially for like significant distances. Mm. Um, if you want, if you're gonna force me to walk slow for a significant distance, and there's no like conversation happening, 
where it's not pulling me into the story, I'm I'm not I'm not having a good time. And it was just me carrying Gohan and just walking really slow for a significant amount of time. Oh, well, Gohan. I, I was hoping you're gonna say like you're walking towards like the the big bad like the sound effect that Frieza and Cell makes when they walk. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys remember that sound effect quickie, from the uh, the anime. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it sounded like weird uh, spring powered suction cups, <laughs> and it, it was. I thought they're hilarious, and unfo- I guess unfortunately, it didn't, you know. There's some weird sound effects and whatnot that made some nostalgia happen when you're listening to it. Like, oh gosh, they heard the the uh, the sense power levels, like uh, oh, with the like this, the weird chime noises. Uh, but I kind of understand when they did the advertising. It said, "You've watched the anime, fuck the manga, now play the game." And it's like, oh, it's because you have to watch the anime in order to understand half the stuff that happens in the game because they cut the fucking shit out. Yes and no, but like, again, we talked about this last week. Dragon Ball Z is just fight after fight after fight. Sure, there's some story, but then you learn about the story through the fights. Yeah. And, but they cut out the... St- like, there's a scene with Majin Buu in the anime where it's like, Oh, uh, Vegito gets intentionally eaten by uh, Super Buu so he can go inside the body and save all the people that he absorbed. Yeah, but if that doesn't have any impact on the fight, apparently the game doesn't give a shit. It's like, okay. It had a huge impact in the fight. No, no, it creates in, Kid Boo. No, in the sense that, is this fight going to happen? Does this fight depend on knowing this information? No, we're going to have this fight. Fuck that information. It's Dragon Ball Fighters 22 then for the PlayStation. Like, why put a story in if it's... In, just make a Dragon Ball Z Budokai 4 then at this point. Or Tenkaichi. Oh, I'm not trying to... Like, I, I can't... Yeah, I can't... I can't speak for no, Dragon are, Ball fans. No, you are not the lawyer for this game. Yeah, I, like, I just... We are both... This is just how it seems to me, and I will always reiterate the fact that fucking Goku's the worst father ever. Period. Oh. Goku is, in fact, a terrible father. Yeah. Vegeta Arguably, is second place. It would have been better if Goku just went to pick up milk and never came back. I would have preferred Goku I mean, followed that stereotype because he would have had more impact as a father than he does right now. It, if you think about it, it's like, oh, Trunks beat the shit out of the older version of his son so he could let Cell absorb Android 18. He's a shitty father. Goku sent his son to his death, presumably multiple times, because he wanted him to get stronger. Imagine Cell. It's like Goku's like, hi, I'm gonna fight you, Cell. Or... My son's pretty strong over there. I bet he could kick your ass. Here's oh, a sense of beat full strength. That. Yeah, okay. Gohan is hella strong, and actually, for a while, they planned on making Gohan the next Goku, but people loved Goku so much that after Cell, they kind of, like, pulled fans and shit, and they kind of got some tests and, and found from the from the fan base that they wanted Goku to, Goku to continue to be the hero, and then Go- Gohan went, I want to be studious and be say a man and stop. He stopped training. He was yeah, way re- stronger than Goku at that point. You know, he was yeah. the first one to reach that level of Super Saiyan. So there's more to yeah, it. In than reality, that. yeah. Gohan <laughs> has the, uh, from all I've read, Gohan has the potential to be stronger than Goku by all means. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, but I then believe the argument was Saiyan human mix or something like that that mm-hmm. gave like some kind of exponential energy that Goku simply could not offer yeah even though you know that changes consideration and empathy that's what it love is the greatest force in this world and gohan has that because yeah. he can understand and it Goku has that. it's just tampered by pure stupidity <laughs> can, no, can i admit something temp- to you guys yeah 
Yeah. The only thing I know about from the Dragon Ball world is from the games that I've played with Tyler. Don't worry, you probably know as much as oh. I do. <laughs> I mean, to give Gohan a little bit of credit, uh, they definitely put him a little bit more in the spotlight in Dragon Ball Super specifically. Like, his his big moment was the Cell Saga. Yeah. Uh, they tried giving him a big moment in the Boo Saga, but it lasts like 45 minutes, and then, whoops, he gets eaten. Uh, but in Dragon Ball Super, like, they recognize his abilities to he's fucking good and they yeah. make him you know a tactician kind of person yeah. versus being the all-out brother and that's and he that's great chooses not to go into super saiyan he is found he's like tapped into his own energy that is like of his own will so he when he he's almost as strong as goku and vegeta but he never goes super saiyan for the most part which is really cool it's impressive yeah. it turns out super saiyan is just another form that they can tap into but it's not the end-all be-all necessarily mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why not just beat them within an inch of their life and then beat them some past that for some reason they have the will to keep going. <laughs> Ultra instinct. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, I uh, I might have accidentally brought us to that tangent, Tyler, so I apologize. You can continue with your Fine, that's that all you the fucking show week. is. We, we just have to fucking <laughs> rename ourselves as Casual Tangent Quest for all we fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. True. So... A couple of days ago, uh, the DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind, which <laughs> Nick give the, oh boy, here we go. Uh, I agree. A couple of things I discovered was, uh, I beat Kingdom Hearts 3 on my old PlayStation 4. That That's where my uh, save file is. In order to play no. the DLC, you have to beat the game. You can't import, you can't, in general, can you import saves or information from one PS4 unit to another? It should Thank in the God, yeah. yes. If you have PlayStation Plus, you can upload saves and whatnot. But there were some complications I had to do some technicality work with. When I went into Kingdom Hearts 3 on the PlayStation 4 Pro, there was nothing on it. So what did it do? It created a save file folder. Okay, sure. I'm looking up and down. There's no save files. You must complete the game if you want to play the DLC. Fuck. I look at my PlayStation 4 that's uh, just sitting there, my old one, and I'm like, wait, I got PlayStation Plus. There it is. In all its beauty, I upload it to my PlayStation 4 Pro, start it up. You must complete the game if you want to play the... Motherfucker, I just moved the DLC, or the save file over. And I spent almost a half hour, like, and God bless, you know, Square Enix, they have to make you do an hour, or not hour, a minute and a half of waiting just to get to the fucking title screen. There's, you know... Has to play Show Disney, has to play All Rights Reserved, Winnie the Pooh, it's its own thing, but we still own it. Show Square Enix, show a cutscene that, you know, makes you watch the first three seconds of before you can skip it. I had to do that about five, six times, and I realized what happened was, uh, even though I uploaded the save data over, it kept using the folder it created initially. Okay. And it kept pulling it from that as the root folder, so I had to delete all the saves on the PlayStation 4 for that game, then move it over, then start it, then I had access to it, and then I received the most amount of bullshit I've seen in quite a while from Square Enix, but it's Kingdom Hearts, what do you expect? I, uh, I don't know how long this, uh, DLC is, I'll have more to talk about next week, which, you know, I'm sure everybody's excited for. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, out of the two hours i got to put in 90 percent of it was cutscenes. okay you know Early that's on. a lot of cutscenes. out of that 90 percent, half of it was cutscenes we've seen already <laughs> if you uh were beating the game well i mean is it Which a true is like, kingdom hearts dlc or spinoff or anything they don't constantly remind you of the story up to that point 
the the problem with this is at the very end of Kingdom Hearts, you hit a point to where you uh, you gotta. Uh, there's time travel, uh, which you know is uh, a best way to explain of course there it. Is. So there's like two parallel lines. Of what happens near the end of the fight? The DLC introduces you doing it a third time. Of course it does. So I'm going through the ending of the game, technically a third time. That's the DLC. I'm paying $30 to beat the game with a third ending at this point. But there was also an hour's worth of cutscenes that they did to, exp well, they explained bullshit by presenting more questions, which is... Bullshit. Very you know, Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah. It, because in this in Kingdom Hearts 3, there was something that never got tied up that they present uh, in the form of Maleficent and uh, Pete who was really prevalent in Kingdom Hearts 2 and were basically just traveling goons in Kingdom Hearts 3 the entire fucking game. And it's like, they're looking for something called a black box. And unless you jumped headfirst into the Kingdom Hearts lore, you have no idea what the fuck this black box is or what its importance is. I have, and I still don't know. But they showed cutscenes saying, hey... Uh, certain people, you know, in the game who I don't want to reveal just in case, you know, somebody's into it is also looking for the black box and it's like, whoop did fucking do? Riku. We're all looking for the Dragon Balls. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm, you know, Mickey's looking for the uh, <laughs> the black box too. Uh, everybody, Piccolo's looking for the black box. Uh, <laughs> so they hit me with cutscenes that they showed in the trailer saying, saying some people might be not who they seem some people who we thought we had a pick on also might not be who we, you know, they seem. It's like, great. Mysterious characters are mysterious. Up new, you know, up at five, rain is wet. And <laughs> then they show, like, backplot of the villains doing their thing before Kingdom Hearts 3 starts. And it's like, cool. Villains doing villain things. We actually learn what they do when we play Kingdom Hearts 3. I have to beat the game in order to access the DLC. So why am I seeing them talk about their plans on how they're going to be bad people in Kingdom Hearts 3? No fucking idea. But it finally hits the point where it's like Sora is at the very end of the game. And Sora's like, lol, let's follow my heart. Let's do, you know, silly things. And uh, <laughs> the, the gods themselves were like, actually, if you follow your heart... You'll probably die. And he's like, well, I got to do it for my friends. And they're like, well, shit, son, cue up the all that theme. Let's go through the timeline a third time. And so I've been basically going through the final fight, fighting different versions of bosses that I had to fight. And there's that one point where I started fighting bosses where I was playing with, let's say I was playing, there was a fight with Sora and Riku against uh, an enemy. You get to play as Riku in this one. You get to choose. And I was Ooh. like, okay, that's that's interesting. Riku's a badass. Don't Riku is <laughs> he, he <laughs> looks like a <laughs> he looks like the guy that lives in his grandma's basement that has nunchucks in the wall oh, at this like point, Riku. except he's full on it. <laughs> I mean, he I think he's cool, but <laughs> as cool as you know Weebu can. Like I, I got I got ceiling caps, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's been pretty I've faced nothing but bosses so far. It's been a boss rush, you know, in these what if situations, and I've gotten a, like a little bit of story plot that has made no sense. And it's probably like, if you want to understand what this means, come play our mobile game that we just announced coming out in a couple of weeks. And I was like, Who's there a new mobile game coming out? There's a new mobile game coming out. Oh shit! It's yeah, 
Yeah, as if uh, Union Cross was not a mobile game nobody's heard about nor wants to play, they released a second one uh, coming out soon. And so I'm working into it. It's a boss rush, what if alternative plotline for this DLC. It's $30, the same price that's being charged for Pokemon. Honestly, I'm more excited for the Pokemon expansion, despite being, you know, like, if they gave me my money back and said this DLC was three or free, I'd still be more excited for the Pokemon. It's weird that all it took was Kingdom Hearts to put the $30, you know, thing price tag into a different perspective. Like, maybe this isn't so bad, you know? But I, I, I gotta, you know, pay money for, you know, people to say, Donald, Goofy, I, I gotta hear that voice acting, man. <laughs> but... Yeah, that, that was the big game I got to play besides, uh, of course, Squidlet. Uh, I got to play a little bit of Okami HD. only got to play a little bit because uh, just time constraints. And I got to play uh, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered on the Switch. And I played and beaten that game a couple of times when I was a kid. I enjoyed it. You know, it was okay. It wasn't my favorite Final Fantasy, but, you know, uh, you know slim pickings and all that stuff. Uh, Nick in the chat's asking what system for the Switch, Nick. Uh, Final Fantasy... I, I'm, I'm not talking about Okami because I seriously did not get that far in. It's just saying I started I I, I want to play it, but I got T-boned essentially by uh, a big game, aka Kingdom Hearts. But I do want to trash talk Final Fantasy 8 a little bit. Brandon, uh, you've played Final Fantasy 8 before, right? Yeah, my first Final Fantasy. Glenn, have you played it? I've never played a Final Fantasy game all the way through. Good, just keep running. Okay. Nick, have you? I've never touched any Final Fantasy games ever, as as people will now start to become disappointed in me. <laughs> Real? I mean, I imagine you like uh, maybe a Final Fantasy Tactics kind of guy, maybe, but I'm I guess never that touching makes sense. Final Fantasy, and I'm going to bring this up again because the numbering system doesn't make sense, and I do not like that. Okay. So, anyways, I spent, I put about two hours into Final Fantasy VIII, and they did a couple of cool things uh, to the remastered version I really appreciate. It's a PlayStation game. They updated the graphics to where my eyes didn't want to immediately burn. So that was good. Because <laughs> if you were to play it right now, it, <laughs> like my poor sweet eyes, they would legit burn. Like Final Fantasy VII, I think I could tolerate just because the, they, the graphics were always corny anyways. But Final Fantasy VIII, they tried to go realistic on PlayStation graphics. It didn't work. Whoops. Uh, they also introduced a no random enemies uh, button that I can push in. So I can just, you know, go to the next area if I'm already leveled up enough. Uh, and there's also a three times speed button I can push to make things go a little bit faster. Which is great. On a game that's not emulated, being able to speed through the game in certain parts. Nice. It's so nice. But I forgot there's a couple of things that was Final Fantasy VIII, and it killed my mood. So, the first thing is, I forgot that all the enemies' level scales with you. Oh. I totally forgot about that. So, no matter what level you get in your character, the enemies will always be considered average to hard. Also, who the fuck is messaging me at this time of day? Oh, the reviewer. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Nick didn't want to say. Anyways, we'll have a great review next uh, episode. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I'm, I spent an hour grinding up and trying to, you know, gain levels and stuff on Final Fantasy VIII, and I got to do the first area, which is Ifrit's Cave. Be Ifrit. That's not the level five, so it actually worked out 
But once I realized that the same enemies I was fighting was hitting harder and they were taking longer to kill, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is how it is. And uh, that kind of killed the mood for me. It's like, I love grinding and having just a couple of levels above the enemies so I can have a smooth finish all the way through, but this game does not allow that at all. And that's kind of disappointing. I also forgot about the junction system. I forgot about the guardian force system. And like, honestly, the only thing that can keep me going is triple triad. And I haven't gotten that far yet. Brandon knows what I'm talking about. Right. You didn't say anything about the draw system. Also the draw system. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> These two have no idea what the fuck the draw system is. They're thinking like, Oh, maybe they're an artist. You know, maybe um, they draw things on the switch and they shoots the enemy. Yeah. You want to explain or you want me to? A quick you know what, take it away brandon because so, i'm just gonna rant you know for fantasy games you use mp to cast magic right right well, oh man points yeah 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 sorry well in final fantasy 8 to catch cast magic you have to draw it from enemies so if you want to cast thunder magic you have to find an enemy that uses thunder and basically extract their essence and then it gives you a certain number of charges that you can use for this spell so a lot of your like Boss fights are just you farming low-level enemies to get as many, you know, Kiragas or Thundaras that you can get before you're like, okay, I think this is enough to beat him. So, there, there are certain and points. The other... Sorry. Okay, so this Go is something ahead. you can do no. while you're, like, traveling around and then extracting all those energy and then you can use it. It's not something you'd have to do mid-fight. Oh, you do it mid-fight. You do definitely do mid-fight. It takes an action. So, while the enemy, while the enemy is wailing on you... It's like D&D &D where they're trying to beat you down. You're just trying to grab that satchel that's on their belt, but you want to do it like 20 times. No, so what I mean is, because uh, Brandon said before you fight a boss, you're going to be out farming. So you collect all of these charges through these battles, and then when you go to fight the boss, you have all these charges just sitting and ready, right? Yes. Right. From what yes. I understand, okay, yeah. But you can also do it in combat with the person you want to steal from. Yeah, because bosses, bosses will have some that you can steal. Right, yeah. Sometimes they're good, too. Uh, it's kind of the, interesting. The nice thing is, I've not experienced it, so I don't know yeah. how, how it plays out. Only time out. I've ever seen it before. Yeah, like, it's interesting. The fact though. you can draw 100 heal spells that doesn't use any mana or you know magic points or anything like that means you can heal your people whenever you want, as long as you have those 100. Huh. The problem with that right now is, uh, especially early game, you can do what is called junctioning, which means uh, if you have... you can. Uh, attach summon spells to your character which they call guardian forces but i won't bore you with that you know so shiva ifrit quasicodal uh those kind of final fantasy care uh summons and when you attach them each one uh allows you to junction that those spells that you drew to that skill let's say uh if i have ifrit it allows me to junction magic to my attack ability so it's like, what happens if I put uh, 50 fire, you know, spells to attack? Oh, the attack goes up. That's good. You know, so it's like, I want to add more attack. So it encourages you to sit there for 20 minutes saying, I draw fire, I draw fire until you get a hundred and then you equip it. And it's like, cool. So then you're, you don't want to use the magic spells because then that lowers your attack stat. Oh, I see. So you build it, build up things, and then use a guardian spirit to enchant and buff basically certain things of yes. your character. And if you use magic, you're essentially just whittling away your own buff that you could keep permanently otherwise. So it's it's weird that it's like there is some other silly things that I took advantage of later on because you can get like the death effect and stuff like that where you know enemies cast it on you. Uh, what are those fucking little green guys, Brandon, that hold the lanterns? Time, Time berries, berries, I think they're called. Pikmin. 
And they basically stab you and instantly kill you, but you can draw the death spell, which uh, has a kind of like fissure in Pokemon. It has a chance to instantly kill an enemy. Oh, wow. Uh, you can also equip it to your attack and defense. So if you, uh, let's say, put 100 fire to your defense, you'll become immune to fire, which is great. Or if you put it to your uh, weapon, you can also attack and you do 100% uh, fire damage, which is great. So they're not fired. Or you can do what I did, and I equipped 100 death spells to my attack, and any time I attacked an enemy, instantly killed them. It was nice. I would imagine there's some uh, risk to farming uh, those 100 death charges. Oh, yeah. You don't have a lot yeah. of fans oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's not a bad <laughs> system. It's just unnecessarily tedious. Especially it's since the enemies scale wanted... with you, and you have to farm, and so inherently the farming is more difficult just based on the system they've chosen, you know? It's weird, because they wanted to make it simple, uh, humor me here, the logic being, you can hit, instead of casting, you know, revive or anything like that, there's just a revive feature that you get as you level up the summon that's equipped to you. But in the process of trying to make it simple, they decided... Let's make it complicated every fucking where else. But how do you want to take a system where you have a certain amount of currency, each of these spells costs a certain amount, and you don't regen or you regen? Like, how is it, how is it, how could you simplify that? You just remove the currency and then everything doesn't cost anything. That's the simplest form. That sounds like uh, a, a lot like an economic system that was based in the USSR that makes me really scared, Nick. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. No, but then how could you, like, how, what were they thinking when they're like, we want to make it simple? How could you make it simpler than that? Nothing costs anything. That, which was, you can cast yeah. here. You can which, cast here. You can cast here. Which is what I just, like, there's, like, you can't make it more simpler than that. And they're like, okay, we, to actually cast these spells, you need to go out and work. Like, fuck that. I think it would have been a lot better if enemies dropped spells when they died versus the draw system. That like sounds kill so a much Barry, better. Yeah, yeah it you does. kill a Tom Barry, you get two death charges. And then, yeah. you know, next thing yeah. you know, you only uh, need to farm 50. <laughs> only need to farm 50. Well, yeah, that sounds I mean, think about how many. I mean, technically, you only need to farm one if you keep drawing it. But, or, True. But still, I mean, a, a drop system would have been a lot better for that. But anyway. That's a game from a long and time ago. Delish, but uh, I said, do you want to talk about the card mechanic too, where you uh, can card enemies to turn them into playing cards? Oh, that was such Triple a good Triple Triad. It's such a stupid but simple but enjoyable game. It's like tic-tac-toe, except you place cards that had numbers on each corner. And uh, if you place a card down that had a higher number than that other card's side, you would take that card, essentially. And Unless you tried to take over the board. Were on. So it's just war. Oh, no. So it's just war. <laughs> Kind of. Yeah, essentially. It's war meets tic-tac-toe, and you could go out and turn enemies into cards to use against other random NPCs who may or may not have badass cards. Cards, And you could also turn those cards into spells if you really wanted to. So if you find a badass boss card just in a random fight, like, hey, wow, this guy has Bahamut? Holy shit. And then you just turn it into 50 Ultima spells? Hey, I'm level 8. Sure. What's the worst that could happen? Um, so, so two things with that. I remember you could also gamble cards, which is also fun. Um, and if you want to play Triple Tried, you could also play it with me on Final Fantasy. Uh, Final on. Fantasy fourteen. All right. I'm burnt out. I don't want to talk about my video games anymore. <laughs> Please, someone just save me. Brandon, hey. you've, you've been playing eight... You playing something besides League of Legends with yeah, me? Yeah. I have no idea. Just one game. Uh, okay. I've been playing Starbound. Which has been a hell of a lot of fun. Um, I'm really enjoying it. 
I would say Isn't Starbound that 8 bit one where you're like you travel from planet to planet and you just land on different planets in mine? Yeah. It's a side scroller. Um it, it's basically the best way to explain it is Terraria plus Stardew Valley, because you can have farms and crops and ranches and stuff like that. Plus uh No Man's Sky for the space exploration, because I don't know if you guys have played it at all, but there are hundreds of planets. Um, and then what was the other game? Oh, and then Minecraft, because there's obviously that whole building component and everything. But uh, I set up a server, and we've just been farming the shit out of it. Uh, Garrett's been completely decimating planets, because you can get mech suits that you can upgrade and everything. And so he's upgraded oh, his boy. to mine, and he just destroys planets by mining it for resources. Um, but there's just so much to this game, I, I'm just surprised it's taken me this long to hear about it because like discover it yeah like i haven't like i i thinking about it now like i don't want to be on the podcast i want to go play that game you know um no no offense it's so it's so weird with their first project being terraria people got excited by starbound and all this stuff and you can see you know where the similarities are with starbound but for some reason it just didn't hit as much hype as it did terraria i'm not sure if it was one of those like hey the first game was a titan this one's going to be a Titan as well. And it's like, well, this one's not really as big of a Titan. So everybody just quickly, you know, blew the vacuum out of it. And there was nothing to be left to be talked about. And people just went quiet on it. What What's crazy to me about it is, like I said, there's so much to do. Like, I, there's something for everybody. So, like, Garrett's been having a lot of fun. Uh, you can build colonies and charge people to rent out buildings. Uh, similar to a living system in Terraria where you have to have, you know, a light source, a table, a chair. You can build them houses and rent them out. So he's got like an island resort that he's made. Um, Jacob has been farming spaceships with the mech suits. So he's been doing that. I've been just exploring. Yep, I'm going to plant my uh, spaceship seed here. I'm going to hold it up make sure it's wide of 14 days and the spaceship will come blooming. Yep. Perhaps we'll be in season. I, I made Give a space station. So now I have a space station orbiting a, a gentle star. And so I've been working on that a lot. Don't tell Amanda. I haven't told her yet. But... um. The weapon system is really fun. They've got, they don't really have a magic system, but they have weapons that cost energy. And so like I have a Tesla gun that shoots lightning bolts or not Tesla gun, but like a Tesla rod that shoots lightning bolts out of it. And it costs energy and they have, you know, rocket launchers, grenade launchers, shotguns, they have swords that can do like dashes and stuff like that. So it's a good combat system too, but I've been having a lot of fun for it. It's only eight bucks. I give you guys surfer information. Just saying. I've got it. Are, are, are you luring us in? Are you trying to lure in people listening? What are I you trying care. to do here, Whoever Brandon? wants to play. Yes. The server can handle a lot of people. <laughs> Anybody, please. But the the, the oh, universe boy. in it is so large that if I just gave you the server information and told you to come find me, you likely wouldn't be able to. Challenge there's so many planets. Right. But it's a lot of fun. So I've been Sorry. playing that. That just made me think of Battle Royales, but they're on maps that are so ridiculously large that you'll never find somebody like... A hundred links drops onto Hyrule and Breath of the Wild. Try to find and hit each other. <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, yeah, you, like you got to fight enemies and stuff uh, and try to get weapons from them that way instead. Or you just try to sneak up on somebody and toss a bomb at them. Time to delete this recording, Tyler. We got to make that game. Oh boy, Nintendo, my checks in the mail, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's it. And then obviously I, I play my shitty mobile games. There's nothing really fun going on. Some Lunar New Year stuff. Picked up Black Desert Mobile. It's also a shitty mobile game. But, you know, 
it, it passes the time, and I can do it when I'm at work, which is one of the big reasons. But uh, that's about all I've been playing. What do we do now? Good deal. Good deal. Are we done? This is this is where we really talk about video games. And, really uh, we, yeah. we made a small goof. Nick, I need an executive decision. I'm sure you're seeing what's going to be happening here. Uh, this is where we usually do the tangent war chest section. What's that? I just want to. I just want to point out. Nobody really asked what I played this week. I thought we talked about. We about went it. to you. Yeah. Yeah. We totally did. Talking about Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. But nobody asked Nick. What have you played this week? I only Nick, said. Nick, what have you played talk- this week? No, I don't want to talk about it now. Right. Oh, I don't fuck talk you! About we on. talked about it with you. We <laughs> talked about it with you. That wasn't the only game I played though. What other? Games what else did, did you, you play? play? Yeah. What else did you play? I played The Witcher Three. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, just because it's not on the list, you don't ask about what games I played this week? Who are you again? Black Desert yeah. Online wasn't on Brandon's list, and you he still talked about it. He said shitty mobile games. That's true, actually. I'll, I'll give credit there. Yeah, no, you got me there, Glenn. Um, um, no, I just want to say, I, I was playing it this week, and I looked at my time played. I put 47 hours into this save. Damn, so, no wonder you nice. didn't do anything a, this week. That's an okay game. All right. Wild Hunt, that's right? That's all right. Yeah. Six out of ten. So, Nick, what games did you play this week? I, I just talked about it, Tyler. Weren't you paying attention? Uh, yeah, I know. We did earlier. Whatever. Bite you. I think that would be more fun, Tyler. I know we keep putting up your topic, but it depends. Let's roll the numbers and see what we pull up. And if there's some interesting conversation to be had there, then we'll go forward with that. Okay. Glenn, can you roll a number in the secret chat? Uh... A 1D85. Nick, can you do the other number? 1D... I don't know how to do that. Just do exclamation mark roll, and then um, D85. Space D85 for that. Secret chat? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Glenn has to pull out the phone book. Um, I rolled a 75, Tyler. Okay. Okay. And Glenn rolled a... Yeah. Rolled the what? 50. 50. Okay. So... Nick, yours is 75. Thanos, but he's a Muppet. Glenn, you've rolled 50, which is alcohol that heals you. So, I think we found uh, our next thing of uh, Avenue Q over here. Huh. So, Thanos, but he's a Muppet, and alcohol that heals you. Let's take take a moment uh, to think about this. First off, whoever wrote Thanos, but he's a Muppet, is a genius. Thank you, Nick. Uh, Can you imagine if the entire uh, Avengers Endgame was all Muppets, first off? Can I offend all Americans right now, really quick? Good. Would you allow me to do that? Offend or defend? Offend. Nick, uh, I'll make the executive decision and say absolutely, offend everybody. Um, I honestly really don't know what the Muppets are. Okay, that's fair. Uh... It's a uh, basically a giant mass TV series. I just know that Kermit is one of them. Yes. It's a bunch of puppets that was made by a person called Jim Henson, who uh, created a bunch of uh, puppets to make a fun, you know, TV show series over it. Kids. And eventually, uh, with, uh, you know, Kermit, with uh, Miss Piggy and all that. Uh, they got such a kick out of it back in the day because it was such easy, cheap animation to look cartoonish that it hit like a giant boom during the time that Sesame Street was big, essentially. Okay. And it started the de- 
The bubble popped probably early 2000s once animation became an actual thing, but they've made returns here and there to come big things, and uh, people who lived in the 80s and uh, early 90s have a very strong appreciation of it over in Billy the US. Billy Balls! How is, how is, how is that uh, offending Americans? Oh, no, because it just seems like anytime I say that I don't know something that seems culturally significant for anybody who lived in North America, people get upset. Just in general. Um, okay, fair. But yeah, so when I imagine, you know, uh, Avengers Muppet Endgame or something like that, <laughs> and there's, you know, Thanos, you know, anytime he clenches the fist, I hear, uh, I think it's, uh, fuck, what is his name? The monster? Animal? He goes, Mana, Mana. Animal, thank you. All right, so then who would you cast as... Uh, from the Muppets series, who would you cast as the Avengers? We already have Kermit as... Well, there's Kermit, Le- Miss Piggy, Kermit's Gonzo. Captain America. Captain America? Really? I was thinking Iron Man, but okay. I'll work with you here. Don- Kermit Gonzo is a good person. Gonzo? <laughs> You're gonna have fucking Gonzo as Iron Man? Yep. Animal okay. would be the Hulk. Okay. That makes Nick's arguing that sense. Kermit yeah. would be Hulk. Just because he's Cause, green. Just because he's green? That No, it's about personality, <laughs> no. man. Miss Piggy would be the fucking Hulk. When she gets oh, mad, she true, starts yeah. swatting fuckers down. Yeah, she's got some strength. Okay, so Kermit the Frog is Captain America. Miss Piggy is the Hulk. Uh, I feel like Fozzie... Fozzie would be... Uh, like... Bruce... Not, yeah, Bruce, before he turns into the Hulk, essentially, or something like that. He's uh, such mild manner and kind. Okay, uh, let's, let's do I this. Let's make like, it a little... I give him Rhodey. Ant-Man, maybe. I give let's him Rhodey. Let's pick so four characters. You've got Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, because they're the Trinity, and then you've got Thanos. Start from there. Get those major characters out of the way. So we've got uh, okay. Who would you say was Captain America? Kermit. Kermit. The Kermit. Frog yep. Here. Yep. Um, Thor. Who would you assign Thor? Ooh. Ooh. Is there anybody the like this? Chef. What about the alien yeah. or whatever? <laughs> Isn't there like Gonzo? an alien? Oh, the Swedish chef. I was gonna say alien just because he's you know like from another planet you know like and I don't know I guess that doesn't always mm, could be Gonzo tough. Thor because he's the alien I could work with that hmm. Hmm. but Fozzie hmm. could be Iron Man because Fozzie and Kermit are best friends yeah I think we gotta find one of these characters and make him fucking Beaker which is the little uh, guy who goes meet me meet me meet me meet me meet me Beaker so then the question will also be, be Bruce. who's gonna Who's gonna play the big bad evil guy? Thanos. I was thinking uh, Miss Piggy as Thanos. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Well, so that from would... everything I've just learned of Miss Piggy, she seems to have quite a temper. Thanos doesn't have a temper. He's just strong yeah. as shit, and he's calm and collected throughout. Maybe he's the Count. No, that's Sesame Street. One oh my Infinity God. Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Two Infinity Stones. <laughs> we can do a crossover. That's fine. Because, like, uh, Oscar the Grouch would definitely be the Hulk, you know? <laughs> I imagine if we had to pick uh, somebody for Thanos, uh, one of the there's two characters. I don't know which one you'd pick. I think uh, there's they're called Sattler and Waldorf, which is uh, when you see uh, the Muppets in the theater. It's those two guys always giving shit from the balcony up above. And, and they make so I just imagine Thanos constantly giving people shit. Or they're constantly following Thanos. I guess that, that would be another thing as well. It, it could also just be Kermit as Thanos. What about <laughs> Kermit, Kermit as Thanos? <laughs> Kermit is there nobody um, nobody else worthy is, enough is this... to be Captain America? Fozzie could be like Captain Kermit's... America. Then we're changing everything, though. Oh, man. Um, I did want to say my piece on this, though. So when Thanos yes. snaps, do they just turn to fluff? No, their hands just disappear, so they just drop. 
<laughs> the hands turn to ash. Cut. They fucking Jedi Jedi uh, pass away. They clo- they just deflate, and then you realize they're just fabric. Me. Billy. Uh, oh yeah, alcohol that heals you. I don't know how that would apply to a muffin at this point. I like, uh, yeah. it applied for me. The connection was with um, Iron Man. Because in the comics, yeah, yeah, in the comics, he goes through a severe alcohol uh, uh, addiction. Well, that was uh, a I series mean, written by a guy named Bob Layton. I met him; he's really nice. If uh, if you think about it, uh, Thanos had an axe in his chest. So, what better way to heal than to get drunk after a night of fighting? Yeah, he just accom- accomplishes world's like his life goal. W- what do Come you think he's gonna by. do? Just <laughs> he's just gonna go to his farm and just drink himself silly. Or it's like healing potions so what, in The Witcher when they actually can kill you. What alcohol, if we were to give a shout out to a brand, would be the one that heals? It would probably be something disgusting, like one of those Kraken. cinnamon whiskeys. Oh, absinthe. Kraken. Abs- I, I'm, I'm with Brandon on this, absinthe. Ugh. I, I was hoping that we could argue with uh, Jack Daniels, but uh, Everclear... <laughs> Everclear doesn't heal Just anybody. Just burns the pain away. Fun fact, Everclear was the first type of alcohol I ever had. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It was No terrible. wonder why you don't drink. I don't like I don't like it. I was in seventh grade, and this kid was on the bus, and he was like, he's seventh like, I, they were drinking. What the fuck? Yeah, these kids were drinking welcome, out of like, they were the drinking Midwest, man. out of a, what was it? Um, it? It was like a rubbing alcohol bottle, and I was like. What are you guys drinking? And he's like, it's good water. Are you sure it was Everclear? It's good water. Well, <laughs> now that I've had Everclear. Are you sure you didn't just drink rubbing alcohol? <laughs> no, it was, it was definitely Everclear. Uh, no. I mean, in similar context, one's more designed to kill you. <laughs> yeah, no, but the kid, he was like, oh, it's just the good Everclear. water. It's, uh, it's called Everclear. And being a kid who was pretty naive, I thought, oh, it's just like Aquafina. It's a brand of water. You know, Everclear. Uh, yeah. And uh, I drank it, and almost my I thought my I thought my insides were gonna explode. It was super wonderful. See, and the, sounds the, accurate. The astounding thing for me, being seventh grade, isn't the fact that they were drinking, because you know I, I've got some people who are drinking like Mike's or Reds or Angry Orchard. But who has Everclear in seventh grade? A parent who's not keeping yeah. an eye on their alcohol collection. I guess. It, yep. He was a kid. Seventh grade. I was mad at people who are casting ancient spells at Castle Wars on RuneScape. It's like, I, I didn't even think I knew alcohol existed then. Besides, you know, my mom. But, seventh grade, know, I still it? actually left the house. Yeah. Where was, I, was, where was I living in seventh for grade? Alcohol. I think that was the first time I lived in Fillmore Place. It was seventh grade. That sounds about accurate, I think. I think I did eighth grade in Connecticut. Fuck, you were in Connecticut? Yeah, twice. Huh. So coming back knew. to coming back to alcohol that can heal you. What if? Oh man! Yep. What if it heal these fucking migrants they give? Healed you, but it also, but you also still stayed drunk. Oh, that'd be perfect. Ooh. I would stay constantly drunk. <laughs> I would. I, I would say, never be sick. I'd never die. <laughs> well, you know, as Arthur said, got like a, a fucking wine box that you IV'd into you. <laughs> I'm immortal. Be like a who is it? Bane. He's got the big ass container on the back of his head, just filled oh, with yeah. uh, whatever. And then whenever you get hurt or whatever, you just activate it and it injects it straight into you. So then the price of the alcohol you reflect the effectiveness. Alcohol. I was born in it, drunk by it. <laughs> Would the price I, of the alcohol reflect the effectiveness of how I think much it'd be the you? proof? The proof? So you get like 190 proof. You just drink a shot of it and you never have to worry about anything again. Cancer? Psh, just drink some of this Everclear. 
I also want to say very specifically, for anybody who's never drank alcohol before, we're talking about it in such a positive light. Uh, we strongly recommend against drinking alcohol copiously. You know, I just want to give that shout and out. Or Alcoholism is a problem. Drink in moderation, obviously, if you do choose to drink it, all that stuff. Uh, that being said, and make if sure you, you drink take too plenty much, of drink, balance it out with plenty of water, too. The, the biggest thing is uh. if you drink too much, you're going to look like me, and uh, nobody wants that. <coughs> Oh. No, but also, but also, like, even if they have the same proof, different bottles of alcohol could cost, you know, different prices. Right. So what would be... But I, would, I think the would proof that would be the factor taste? for healing, though, because if you think about it, getting drunk, you know, an 8% is... You can find a really expensive 8% wine versus Everclear, which is you could get 151 for, like, 13 bucks. Right, so in, in that vein, then, you'd be paying 13 bucks for something that's 151 proof or whatever but it just tastes like shit but you're, right. hey you're not you're not gonna die and, and peas taste <laughs> so like shit medicine. too but they still tell me I should eat them touche <laughs> hate peas fuck peas peas are amazing anyways oh you this said peas this is a free podcast okay. okay did you think I just said pea pea tastes like shit yeah, um, you know, I thought the uh, I, I thought mean, the, I need to wrong. go to the doctor. I thought, <laughs> your pee I thought the like arm poop. jokes <laughs> were getting out of hand, but you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, can't you guys do that once a month, week. right? Well, no, you already like, said oh, it, so I'm just too much it. sodium. Yeah, you guys don't do your weekly pee tests. Weekly? Oh gosh, I've been only doing it monthly. Oh, yeah, man. I too enjoy peeing on uh, pregnancy tests. What? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what, what kind of Still podcast is this? I'm good. No, actually. I ain't never actually, get pregnant. Like, <laughs> a funny thing about that is some pregnancy tests can actually give you indicators of uh, um, UTIs if if a, if a dude pees on them. Oh. Did you see the big thing that's going around? I hope this is tangent time because speaking of oh, pee. Oh, we're, we're full blown into it. <laughs> because, you know, pee is stored in the balls. So Of course, um, that's how it works. Did you see the big thing that's been going around? So guys' testicles have taste buds. I think yeah. I brought that up last week. Yeah, yeah, or it's I like think the week we before. Uh, so yeah, they yeah. tested it out with apple cider vinegar. Nice. And you you can taste it. Cider vinegar. It's like it's a weird. Like you don't like actively taste it. It's like your brain tells you, oh, this is apple cider vinegar. Oh, you're receiving the yeah, it's yeah. receptors that are acknowledging it. Yeah, yeah. And it was. Su- it's the same thing as like doing garlic on your toe. Like you know that's garlic. So and you can taste it, but just to make sure I understand, you teabag the thing of apple cider vinegar. Before I leave or the apple call, vinegar? can I? Can we just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I had a big for bowl. science, of for course. Science. Well, yeah. I mean, you, no. you know, you know what they I, say, right? You just have to take like a teaspoon or like a small little couple of uh, mLs of apple cider vinegar with your water daily to you know keep everything right, good inside. Your so balls. you just yeah, that's exactly just nasty. Yeah, that's all you got to do. And then I put it back up in the cabinet, and no, of course, yeah, <laughs> no, of course, yeah. You live alone, right, Brandon? Yeah, with you know eight yeah. other people. Oh, yeah, so of course, you just put it right back in there. It's funny that I use apple cider vinegar to catch flies in the summer. Yeah, that with a, a drop of dish soap. Perfect. Well, guess what? Brandon's balls is going to be doing <laughs> soon. Attractive but yeah, flies. Yeah, I, I had to test it because I was curious. And like I said, it's not like you actively taste it. It's just a weird My friends like, call me whiskers I'm curious but like a cat. <laughs> the thing is, too, is to I could also be placeboing it. So I'm going to need someone else to confirm my result. Right, right. You need to, right. We need to do a controlled test of this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we need to get like a bunch of Tupperware <laughs> and say, all right, Brandon, drop trow. Dip your nuts into this. What's it what taste does, like? What does it taste like? 
<laughs> this is uh, well, one. One is water. One maybe uh, milk. Is this Hershey syrup? Rubbing alcohol. Oh gosh, he caught me. But what? What kind? Is it dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Ooh, I, ooh, I've got <laughs> a bad joke. He swirling around it. Oh god, it was dark chocolate. It was dark chocolate. <laughs> oh my lord. But anyway, tangent time. But I digress. <laughs> Just a little bit. Nervously vaping in Spanish. Yeah. Why'd you guys this invite me as, onto this? I haven't this even been drinking. Not everybody's, like, this is the most uncomfortable I've seen maybe Tyler and Glenn since we did the hentai pod episode. Oh, I'm oh, not I uncomfortable. I just, I just don't have, I don't have the will to do that ever. So I'm just <laughs> letting you guys go. I mean, I'm a curious I mean, person. Like a cat. Curiosity killed the cat for a reason. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they said, oh, stick your balls in some cayenne pepper powder and see if you can taste it. This is why we needed a comedy I mean, podcast. that'd be pretty definitive. <laughs> Wait, Brandon, that sounds like an interesting idea. All right, you test it out and let me know. I got you. I live on spice. Put a ghost pepper on your dick. <laughs> okay, no, listen, I don't want it to fall off. <laughs> Did you? All right, all right, so uh, another tangent. Taco Bell has their new stacker menu, and they had a Carolina Reaper uh, taco. Really? called the i can't remember what it's called but it was called the reaper taco um that thing so it was a limited time only offer it lasted two weeks and it sold out they were expecting it to last for two months it was so fucking good like it was the best taco i've ever had there really and, did you dip your balls in it yeah uh but that was after i or before i ate i mean after um, you ate it, so wait, what are you talking about? If you ate it after and you dipped your balls you in it, shit. there's only one possible way. No, there's yes. two. You've got two exits. I don't know why you guys even listen to us anymore. Why are you listening right now? Just stop. Rod. Everybody just <laughs> hey, rod. This is what editing's for, so we're fine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if I know Tyler, all of this is staying in. <laughs> but yeah, that, that taco else gets was cut so out. fucking good. And I wish they still had it. It was a sad day when they said that it was discontinued. I had to look it up because originally, it and it was a spicy fucking taco. I thought it was going to be discontinued because somebody, like, died eating it or something. Really? But no, they just ran out because it was so good. So that's why that's they died. Happens. because You make more. <laughs> yeah. I needed more. Well, I the can't is, live without it. They, they actually used, um, from what I looked up, they actually used, you know, Reaper peppers. And they're, they're hard to come by. I think. I mean, I would hope. Doesn't so. Amanda have a friend that cooks with them, Tyler? I'm pretty sure. Cooks with what? Reapers. Reaper peppers. Carolina Reapers. He dries them out and cooks uh, with them. I think it was Doug. Doug? That's uh, Doug usually likes to do stuff more uh, alcohol and stuff. Uh, Amanda in the chat saying uh, her mom uses habaneros. Habaneros are good. I like all peppers. I think they man. made a spicy uh, chili sometime. And not chili, a salsa, I believe. Salsa. Do you remember that day that we made chili and you poured a bottle of blazing sauce into it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, I also had the world's second hottest sauce, I believe you gave me, and I put some of that. That, that was a bad day. That was a bad day, man. Like, I'm pretty sure I dipped my toothpick in it and I ran it across my... I still have it, man. I'm pretty sure it's like the world's second hottest gelatin at this point. I... I <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> At least you know it's bacteria-free, because nothing can live in that shit. You used to, like, clean off rusty car parts or old <laughs> dishes. When, when I bought it, we played uh, Russian Roulette with Parm Bites. So we made a 16-piece Parm Bite, 
and in one of them we put that hot sauce two drops of it in there so we were going around eating with the other drivers at Domino's and uh, oh. ended up being bad because Did you get it? I didn't get it no ended up being God. another driver and he uh, ended up throwing up on the side of the road an hour later yeah so it was fun <laughs> I love Sounds hot fun. sauce so Sounds much fun. That's Glenn's version of anyways. Anyways. <laughs> who's hosting um, this shit? Uh, I think we should just drive back to video games for a second. Because there's one... Uh, we got a question that I think we'll have enough time to go through. Um, what do you think, Tyler? I have no idea what you're talking about, so yes. <laughs> um, so we got a question from our uh, Discord. Um, what is your favorite video game sound effect and why... In Pokemon specifically, anything from opening a poke anything from a Pokeball to opening up a wooden chest. What Pokemon are you opening up a wooden chest in? Um, you might have misread that one a little bit. Oh yeah, no, it's I did. Favorite sound effect Sorry, in general. I saw, I saw the, I saw the Pokeball, and I'm like, oh, okay, fucking Pokemon. Of course, it's a Pokemon question. My bad. Um, so that comes from Sam from our Discord. Um, Thanks, Sam. Thank you. Thank Sam. you, Sam. Yeah. From New York. Ooh. From New York specifically. Wait, that um, Sam. My. Also. <laughs> okay. First off, I want to give a shout out to him. He is the first person to correctly use the format and follow almost every rule that was made for that channel. So far, it's been a fucking nightmare. Like, I feel like a new nade in a kindergartner uh, class trying to keep some kind of order happening in the Ask a Question channel. What's a new nade? Like a uh, it's a person. That yeah, somebody who's standing outside in the playground to make sure the kids don't beat each other to a pulp. Oh, that was my job. I, I did that for three years. So, so favorite we, game I'm sound so effect. Sorry. We had oh yeah, I was about to go on another tangent. Um, no. <laughs> I, I, I no, actually go, gave this one God, a lot of thought. Please no. Because I, I read the question when I was at work, so I had a lot of just thinking time. Um, the two big ones that I came up with were the Metal Gear Solid exclamation point. Um, that wink down, which I'm not good with sound effects, so I, forgive me for that one. Uh, and the other Get one, him. the other one was the, box. Uh, the Final Fantasy Victory uh, song. Not really a sound effect as much as a song, but you know, you just hear those first couple notes of da 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 da. And like Final Fantasy was a big part of my childhood growing up, and I know Tyler's too. And just that sound brings back a lot of memories. That's fair. Uh. Also, I just want to add on to it. Sam uh, said that his favorite was actually when the developers introduced a human, human-sounding human quack sound effect to the duck in uh, Terraria. Uh, normally, a ducks will just you know, make quacking noise, and all of a sudden you hear quack, and it scares <laughs> the shit out of me every single time it happens. It's just random. It's so funny. It's like a 1 in 40 chance of just randomly hearing quack. Quack. I don't think I've ever heard that. <laughs> That's pretty fun. So... For me, unless somebody else wants to beat me to it here, uh, it, it's not really, well, it's kind of like a sound effect because it's not actually words or anything. And I love repeating the sound every single time I think of it is uh, in Wind Waker. Oh, I know exactly which one. I know what you're talking about. Uh, there, well, there's two of them now that Brandon brings that up because I just remembered a second one. There is, uh, the first one that I think of is there's a shopkeeper called Beetle, which you probably recognize in Breath of the Wild. Uh, when he, you first see him, he goes, Oh, and just hearing that makes me like giggle. Hey, 
thank you. It's not really a. It's kind of like a sound effect. Yeah. The one that Brandon's thinking about is the fucking fish that goes <laughs> squeak, and just you hear that anytime you see this fucking fish, and it's like, I don't care what you say, just make my map actually readable, please. <laughs> oh. Uh, Oh. What about you, Nick? Um, for me, the um, um, the fishing sound from Stardew Valley. Ah, uh, yep, yep. I, uh, I, I, I respect that. I truly love that sound. <laughs> yeah, like when the you hit sound? cast, yeah, when you cast your line out, and then there's a bite, and you get the, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I fucking love that. And the second one is not a sound effect. Um, it's a line from The Witcher Three, actually, that I rediscovered playing this game. Um, so it doesn't completely answer the question, so that's why the Stardew Valley is there. But this one is you s- between two guards in one area. You're, you're visiting a baron's castle, and one of the guards goes, um, I can't remember exactly the words, but it's along the lines of, Hey, go wake up the gimp. Shh, he's sleeping. So, which is a reference to um, um, Pulp Fiction. Oh. Yeah, okay. and I... Yeah, no, I fucking... And so if you just fast travel and you come back like a day or two later they'll just repeat that line too so yeah that's what about you glenn i don't have any sounds that i care about enough to remember (laughs) which is super weird for someone who like plays video games all the time uh i really recently one of the sounds that i do like that i do remember part of it is just that i just don't remember like I love these games, but like it doesn't mean that like I'm like that's oh, not that your takeaway. Because the funny thing is like you like if I had to choose one, it would be a Pokeball opening up. That would be it. Right. Because part of it is that there, <laughs> I've heard it in a song, uh, and I'll have to look up what the song is. But it, if you listen to the song, it just sounds like a Pokeball opening up as a part of like the percussion effects, and it throws me off. But uh, yeah, and also Link jumping. I, uh, can I add two more real quick that I just thought of with that? One is <laughs> the Game Boy sound when you turn it on. You said song, it oh, made me I'm think doing. of Pokemon, what happened to you, and there's that point in the song where it stops and then he turns on the Game Boy and it makes that bling sound. For Game Freak, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other one um, is God, the I miss shink that sound. from Link to the Past when the sword comes down into the Z. There's that shink sound. Shink. Like, I don't know, those are just such satisfying sounds. Um, and then, of course, because I gave this a lot of thought, I thought of my least favorite sound. And my the sound that terrifies me the most, my least favorite sound, comes from Minecraft. And it's... See, I don't play Minecraft, but I understand that reference. Yeah. I know that I've oh, seen some man. gameplay videos. I understand that reference. Um, my least favorite sound is the fucking bump from Pokemon. Like any of the games. I fucking hate bump? that bump. Oh, yeah. yeah when the, you walk into, into, a into a wall and goes, dun, 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 I dun, 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 fucking hate it. Can't stand it. Why? It just, it bothers me. It's, and it's so much more it's audible in Sword and Shield denied. as well. But then in like the previous games, it was a little bit more subtle and a little bit more like blended in. But in Sword and Shield, it stands out so much that I hated it when I was first playing through it. And then I got used to it pretty quick. But that stands out um, immediately as one sound that I hate the most. One of my friends who's listening says uh, the Nurse Joy sound when your Pokemon gets healed. Do, 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 do. Oh, man. I want to make these sound effects with the kazoo. I got to resist. <laughs> Please, no. I need to resist. <laughs> Please, no. God. But yeah. Uh, um, and the other. 
Go ahead. Oh, no. That, go ahead, Tyler. I, I was just going to push this on. That's what I was about but to that's do. But that, that's Brandon's job. I'm sorry. Right, so Brandon, I failed you. We also had uh, Nick do some research on the question from last week, right? Here last week. That is so. correct. Yes. And uh, after multiple yeah, cars and multiple himself. tracks, uh, he was four seconds slower with a keyboard than with a controller. This is in reference to whether it's racing games or... um, I think we were originally on the topic of whether they're easier or not with a controller or a keyboard. Um, And he was testing that out, and then he found out that uh, the controller was faster. For him. For Um, him. And then he had the quote, smooth is fast, fast is smooth. That was was the big one for that. That was a heavily summarized version of that, but yes. I didn't know if you uh, wanted me to read the whole thing or not, because it's like three paragraphs. Just a... A quick read through, yeah. I just want to give him, give him some credit. He spent quite a bit of time doing this full experiment for us. All right, research result: I drove an FFFR four-wheel drive MTR MR GT3 in a prototype Laguna Sec, a track that I'm very familiar with using both choices. You can Random see I was about. <laughs> Jeez, sorry. I'm sorry. So he drove a bunch of cars at a track called Laguna Seca, which is a track he's very familiar with using both controller and the keyboard. Uh, he sent a bunch of pictures saying that he was four seconds slower in every single vehicle slash class using a keyboard and if you notice uh he also apparently was a bit sloppier on the tracks using the uh, mouse and keyboard which meant that he didn't do clean curves around the uh the track and whatnot i'm trying to sound what i uh you know sound uh confident what i'm talking about he also uh was able to do it without traction traction control on the controller which i'm assuming is basically something like a aim assist except for car simulating right right. and so he said the quote that came in mind which was smooth is fast fast is smooth and so the idea that you tap the button to feather a turn or whatnot with the keyboard which is essentially hitting a light switch of turning in a direction is not nearly as smooth as just holding it in a certain direction on the controller which is clearly more optimal in the situation i mean that makes sense because um, I mean, not not to take anything away from his effort at all, uh, because it's good work. It's work that I wouldn't have even thought to do. Um, but if I would wager that if he had more time with the keyboard, he might get used to smoothing out those turns. Um, because, or at least this is how I see it, for me being so heavily keyboard-based. getting like Because a keyboard and mouse is essentially you have no training wheels. All, like, limitations are kind of removed. So you have to, like, get used to, like, being smooth like doing well right which is why people have so much difficulty coming from a controller to like a keyboard with shooters because a controller is has built in like uh, assistance and training wheels and stuff and so i would imagine that's kind of what it is also like similarly with the racing games so and so you kind of know you know what you want to do but it's much different it's it's two different things on accomplishing that with the keyboard and with the controller with the controller you just do that with the keyboard you it's a lot more precise control but uh, this is all just speculation i i was saying that too you know how important is familiarity with your controller or keyboard play into something like that i mean there's a lot of cases where people have been playing with mouse and keyboard in a game that's been you know dominated by the controller and if that's all they've ever used eventually they're gonna get just as good but it's like trying to find shortcuts or eases of uh, quality of life to try to figure out a way to use the keyboard instead of the controller in some circumstances. Uh, thankfully, as Nick pointed out in the last session, uh, or episode, and D&D, whoops, <laughs> uh, 
a lot of games actually kind of give like a little help with controller like aim assist uh makes it a little bit easier because sometimes it's just a little bit harder because when we think of the keyboard it is off and on when you hit a function there's very few keyboards out there that are pressure or you know uh they have forced feedback where you can only hold the the a button down halfway and you can only you know turn half the point but the mouse is like the end all be all of aiming and you know trying to be sensitive on trying to do something that I'd like to think that it's just as sensitive, if not more accurate, than using a thumbstick. Thoughts? I think it also may be the type of game. Because obviously, like, first-person shooters, it's much oh, easier yeah, to for be sure. more accurate. So yeah, maybe yeah. driving games takes a little more time to kind of acclimate to that style. Yeah. To make and it as, sort of- um, like, keyboard... Uh, and as Nick in the chat pointed out as well, and Tyler also mentioned, keyboards are not pressure-sensitive. So it makes sense, like, when you're, j- like, driving a real car... Um, you're not going to be constantly just slamming on the accelerator and slamming on the brakes. You don't go from not pressing the brakes to fully pressing the brakes or the accelerator, whereas you could do that like in a real car on a controller, right? Uh, you, you know, you're not going to completely rev the engine all the time, and you can do <laughs> and like it's easier with the triggers to do that on uh, on a controller with the you know L2 or the you know uh, Xbox. You guys equipment. know the uh, racing games that you sit down like arcades with, right? Mm-hmm. Where you actually yeah. use pedals the and you can shift. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, like, like in arcades, yeah. I can't think of any funky. arcade vehicle game where I haven't sat down and immediately just slammed on the gas oh, yeah, and no. just keep my foot yeah. on the gas the whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah. No, it's because it's a simulation. Just because you it yeah. works like a real car doesn't mean you're going to drive it like a real car. I, know, I was just thinking anymore. about that. You're like, yeah, with the gas pedals, you know, you don't just slam it straight down. I was like, well... A lot of arcade racers, they don't have the pressure that's given to tell you, hey, True. if you floor right, it on the yeah. gas... Like, in, you don't get the actual sensation. Maybe if you're in VR. An- another thing to go with that, uh, do you remember, Tyler, when we were playing Euro Truck Simulator, I had that wheel that we were using for it? It was so hard because there was, horribly well. there was no return feedback for it. Very hard to control because I couldn't, I didn't know where my wheels were on the truck, like which way they were facing. Because I didn't know if I had they turned my wheel three round, times or four times, you know. So it, it was hard to get that f- feedback feel. It, it doesn't help that in a truck, uh, I, I'm pretty sure you can barely, like most trucks, semi-trucks, you can barely turn that wheel around one time without like hitting the very edge. Whereas in a car, you can turn that wheel around quite a few times before you hit that max. So w- when you use a racing wheel for a truck, uh, we're kind of doomed from the start there. <laughs> right. But anyway, that was fun. Also, there was no clutch. Yeah. Um. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, my, my final thoughts are... It's um, not going to dismiss any um, evidence. I just think it, I don't know. It's hard for racing games for me to make anything, make any clear statements. I, it'll come down to preference. I prefer with uh, like doing it on a keyboard, whether it'll come down to it being easier or harder. It's just still what feels natural to me. And I think it's uh, to jump off of Nick's point there. If it's on the PC, I want to use the mouse and keyboard. I don't want to feel compelled to use controller. If it's on the console, obviously I want to use controller. It's just as simple as that for me. Uh, maybe that's what causes me to have preference of games on certain platforms. Like, I think I prefer playing a racing game with the controller uh, when I'm obviously on the console. But I played a lot of certain racing games on the computer just because they're fun as shit. Uh, <laughs> see paradise city for the most part and you just learn to get used to it on the mouse and keyboard 
I will say though, the last racing game I played was exclusively on the controller, <laughs> mainly because it was only available on the Switch. But I still had a good time with that, mainly, and also for the nostalgia factor, Crash Team Racing. Like it just, you know, it felt wrong for me to even think about playing it on a keyboard because I used to, I grew up playing it on a controller, and I want to continue playing it on a tr- controller. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. All right. Yeah. Any any last words for that, Nick or uh, Glenn? Nope. No. So I, I guess haven't played a real big game next, since next like Gran Turismo Two is the last racing game I played, so I can't say anything. So we'll move on to the topic of the show, and I will let Tyler take that away. Did Nick's given the symbol again? Are you giving? No, I thought we said we're cutting that. Oh, are we? Oh, okay. I guess oh. we are. Saving oh, it for next I had, week, which I had is like ironic 10 because pages of the topic. Down for this, right? <laughs> Save it for next week. Uh, I agree. Well, I won't be here the next week. Let me just say one thing. I think it's fine. I, I really like when <laughs> publishers do. Uh-huh. There we go. That's my point on it. All right. That was the most concise point in the history of Casual Master Quests. Everybody will know what I'm talking about next Blue week. Ribbon. Be sure to yep. join us to figure out exactly what You know what how I mean. bullshit this is? <laughs> that our topic of the show, calling Delanda Video Game, we're going to delay it twice. Two weeks. <laughs> the, the only topic of the show we have ever delayed, and it's about delaying video games. <laughs> but, but we want to save it for when the opportunity is right. Now this the question is: episode. Are you are you delaying it because you don't want it to compete with other games, or are you delaying it because you want to make it a better topic? I want to make it a better topic because if we uh, push this in, people are probably going to get angry. They're probably tired. Mm-hmm. They're probably sick of listening to us talking about dipping our balls in butter and other savory <laughs> treats. I haven't tried butter. That's a good. I'm just kidding. Mix, room temperature, please don't. Don't throw it in the microwave and say, down they go. Um, All right. So we're cutting that again, I guess. I didn't know the first time. Um, And so we move on to game releases. Uh, Okay. Let's see. Uh, What's being released? I don't know how you you prefer to do it. You want to do the first one and I can do the rest? Uh, We usually just kind of toss off like pucks, like random segments, like, uh, you know, Glenn, you do this or Brandon, you do that. All right. Uh, Glenn, you do this. <laughs> uh, we have Journey to Savage Planet uh, is the first one on our list. Is coming mm. out on January 28th on all platforms except Switch um, and mobile. Awesome. Um, Tell us about it. As far as I know, Journey to Savage Planet is a pretty cool game that is akin, actually, to that uh, the game that I'm jumping into, Outer World. Uh, Journey. <laughs> all right. Um, oh, did I put you on the spot? A little bit. It's okay, I, but I think I was correct because we talked about this and I watched the trailer for it. Yeah, it's uh, but it's cooperative. Uh, unlike unlike Outer Worlds, where you're playing an old, like a mostly single player campaign, this one is. It seems like a, a cooperative kind of thing where you're running around on a spore like planet. You know, did you ever play that game Spore on PC, where you like start <laughs> off as a microbe and evolve but it's got like very interesting looking creatures with a lot of kind of uh i like the art style a lot um but it looks like it's gonna be really funny it's it's another game from epic games so uh we'll see if they can find as much success as they had with their other titles as of recent but hopefully it's good so looks interesting to me. published by 505 so hopefully it does well yeah yeah that is true uh next on the list is oh do i pass it along no, uh, he was supposed to continue, but oh, okay. you can do whatever you want at this point. <laughs> I smell fire. Huh? Me? 
Brooklyn. The next one is Kentucky Route Zero coming out January 28th for PlayStation 4, Xbox, and the Switch. I know nothing about this game. Nice. It's, it's it, a racing game. Okay. Um, Do you think it'd be better to play with a keyboard and mouse or a controller? Well, it's coming. <laughs> it's all on console, so I guess the controller. Yeah. yeah, I get it for Switch. Might get keyboard out for it. Kentucky Route Zero is not a. It's not a racing game. I know. I know. I, I've, I've just fucked with okay. you. Oh. Yeah, it's a. It's a point and click adventure game. Um, this is Act Five that's coming out. The last act. It's a. Uh, apparently, it looks to be in installments. The last act came out in, um, 2016. Oh wow. Um. Oh no. Um. Yeah. Uh, uh, my apologies. This is a console port, and there's also an Act 5 coming at the same time. So this is a console port of the 2016 game? Well, it's been going on since 2013. The first Act came out in 2013. Then Act 2 came out also in 2013, Act 3 in 2014, Act 4 2016, and this is the fifth Act. Okay. Um, so okay. imagine it's similar to like you know when they do uh, chapters for Telltale games. Or Final Fantasy. Or um, Sure. Alright, so Glenn did one, I did one, now it's Tyler's turn. Oh wait, no, no, we'll, oh. we'll, we'll have Nick do this one. <coughs> Good. Um, so coming out uh, 20th of Jan as well, uh, PS4, Xbox One, we've got Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. Um, it's an RPG, um, I don't know if it retains... Wait, no, yeah, that's what people are currently playing right now, so it's, uh, uh PoE is, um... What do you call it? Diablo style, you know, isometric, uh, top-down Pursue RPG. a rogue god over land and sea in the sequel to the multi-award winning RPG, Pillars of Eternity. Captain your ship on a dangerous voyage of discovery across the vast unexplored archipelago region of the Deadfire. The Deadfire? This makes bad jokes. Deadfire. It's fun. It, it feels... <laughs> uh, have you guys played the first Pillar of Eternity? No. no it plays like D&D &D plus Diablo. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, and so this, also, just, this has been out on Windows for about two years now. Um, it's coming to console finally. Nice. I just want to say, uh, unfortunately, I'm not sure uh, if you hear this, you got like maybe a couple hours left. But uh, actually, no. There's a sale that's happening the weekend, but the audio listeners are not going to be able to see this. That's it's why half off it. on PC. That's heartbreaking. Whoa. Yeah, because there's a Lunar New Year sale going on right now on Steam. Um, but it ends at like 9.30 a.m. PST on Monday or something like that. Ah, oh, damn. Tweet it out. That's my bad. <laughs> tweet it out. Panic tweet. Okay. All right. And, and uh, the last one is Warcraft 3 Reforged coming out also on the 28th, uh, which is a Tuesday for all these games on PC. Warcraft 3 Reforged. They're finally, uh, Blizzard's finally making the remastered version of Warcraft 3. So, uh, expect new versions of League of Legends coming out. As long as they yeah, keep the same audio, I'm fine. That, that was honestly that? the best part of Warcraft 3. The audio? Work, work. Yes, my lord. Yes, my lord. Yeah, Eugene was very excited for this. Um, he pre-ordered the... My uh, life on the zoo. He pre -ordered, I I, if, yeah. if there was a deluxe edition or whatever, I'm pretty sure he pre-ordered that. I got and, a bunch of buddies that are really... They're like, they're in the beta right now, and they're like, yes, this game is so good. And then they're like, you liked Command I'm, and Conquer and StarCraft, so why don't you try it out? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> let me spend 60 bucks to try it out. I'll wait for the reviews. That's the... <laughs> That's the sucky part. I actually don't know what the price range is for it, if it is actually 60 bucks. No. Uh, but, yes. I was going to say, I wonder if it's going to allow for modding similarly to the original game, because that's where a lot I mean, of I hope fun came so, from. 
That's what led to Dota, which led to League of Legends. So it's like, or in Dota 2, I guess. But what's that? I, I'm, re- <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Brandon, you and I used to play Warcraft 3 way back in the day, and we had a hell of a good time. So the regular version of this game is going to be 30 bucks. There's a Spoils of War edition for 40 bucks uh, US dollars. Uh, so it's going to look interesting. Plus, uh, we're going to see Arthas in HD. <laughs> that is so weird because if you think about it, Arthas only appears in Warcraft 3 and Wrath of the Lich King. The cutscenes don't ever show actual Arthas like before he turns into Lich King. So it's when you uh, go over to the... Uh, the splash screen of uh, the blizzard shop for it shows arthas in his lordaeron armor and all that stuff oh damn and it's mind-boggling it's so freak it's like wow i i forgot he did have blonde hair uh and his mouth doesn't flap open like a fucking muffet when uh when you're in a uh warcraft 3 game which is great you don't, you don't see him day. at all in the the raid for lordaeron there i don't recall it uh well in World of Warcraft, there's the uh, the calling of Stratholme in that's the was, uh, Caverns of Time. But, I mean, that's 2004 graphics, dude. True. Or 2009 graphics. So it's like, eh. But this. This HD. is real shit. HD. And I'm kind of interested to see Arthas in HD. So I'm kind of tempted to play this in, you know, just for the campaign. If not, you know, summoning a shit ton of Frost Dragons just to be a dick on somebody. <laughs> All right. I'm excited for that. I, I might have to pick it up because I know Garrett's been talking about picking it up. And if I can convince you two to you as well, Tyler, at least. Make our flavor of the month. Yeah. Um. Mm. But yeah, so we'll move on to this day in gaming for January 27th. Uh, I'm going to take this one because this is one of my favorite games. I'm sure you remember, Tyler. I spent hours upon hours playing this. Um, A couple of minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sonic Heroes, which has one of the you see, I was going to say it has one of the best intro songs, but I think all Sonic intro songs have actually been really good. Uh, my little nephew's been really into it Sonic. It goes up. Comes down. Yeah. My nephew's been into Sonic lately, and so, like, that's all his music is just Sonic intro songs, and there's some bangers, but uh, Sonic uh-huh. Heroes came out and uh, in 2004 for the PlayStation 2, and uh, not GameCube then? Uh? I don't know. I played it on uh, GameCube. No, it... Right, release, I think yeah. it came on GameCube at a, a different time, if not ported on like uh, you know a couple of days around. But yeah, this is for Sonic Heroes when it came out on the PlayStation Two. Yeah, it threw me off for a second. Um, but yeah, yeah, I the original original release was um, original release was on a GameCube. Um, it came out in North America on the GameCube uh, January sixth, two thousand four. The PlayStation Two Xbox release was January twenty seventh. But yeah, wait, it came out on the sixth, January sixth. Yes. That would have been on Monday for us. I think we missed it. <gasps> oh no! My one of my I would say it's in my top ten favorite games. I just I don't. It, it wasn't even that good. It just it was something I really enjoyed. I played a lot of and you know rose colored glasses. Don't you mean blue colored glasses? I never. Uh, I I need to get the cat of nine tails out. Uh, Nick is like he's he's remaining stoic, but he has that smile. Like oh, hmm. it's a fun detail. Mm. I mean, it, it doesn't. I I've never played Sonic, so it's not something I would have noticed on the list. Where, where's that icon? Uh, Nick will remember this. <laughs> no, Tyler will remember this more specifically. Nick will forget this. <laughs> what, what were Nick you supposed to remember on this. Thursday that you were supposed to remember before the episode what? ended? <laughs> what? 
Uh, nothing. Uh, also, Castlevania was released today yeah, uh, for the I, Nintendo 64. Uh, ooh, that's yeah, I put this in. This wasn't the uh, first release because it came out in Japan first. Um, but I think it's still important because it marked Castlevania coming to North America, which obviously now has spawned, you know, lots of Castlevania type games like Dead Cells that I've been playing on during my vacation and, you know, side oh, scrollers, actions, hacks and hack and slashers. So I figured Dope it was still significant. Them. It made a significant impact on um, gaming culture in general. So I figured it's still important to put yep. down here. Between that and Metroid, they just spawned their own Metroidvania. So that's the fucking that's the fucking term. Yeah. Yep. Couldn't remember it was, that term. It's a big genre. Um, big. Any others? Anybody else Sick. do any research for that? All right. Uh, I mean, I did, but that's all I could find. Right. Apparently, I'm doing a bad job, though. Maybe I'm going to find another game. It's like, oh, no, I missed that. You, mm. Wait, didn't you know the original Metal Gear came out today? Just kidding. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Brandon? Huh? Brandon? Yes? I'm going to have to put you in... You keep this up, I'm going to put you in the corner. Okay. Never put Brandon in the corner. No, it's... Never it's put Brandon, Brandon no likey. I, I'm pretty cold. Uh, the corner's at least 90 degrees. <sighs> <laughs> this is the dad bye, Nick. Oh, shit. bye Tyler alright so we're gonna um, wrap it up uh, I so guess we'll start with you today, Brandon. Uh, yeah. you can find me on Twitter and Twitch uh, Twitter I'm Glenn Houston uh, two ends look like looks like Huston on the Houston part and Twitter is, or Twitch is Raiseth R-A-E-Z-E-T-H what about you welcome back Nick Thank you. Um, you can find me on um, Instagram and Twitch at LR11. You can also find me on Twitter at LR the 11th, all letters. All right, and I guess I'll go next. Uh, find me Twitter and Twitch at uh, Zigzagoon. And then uh, Tyler? I think he's there. You can, you can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. <laughs> all letters. All right. Uh, I'll let you do the rest because I'm sure you've got a way to do this. Okay. Are you sure? I'm sure. What's that reflecting in your glasses? That's your beautiful smile. Uh, you can also find uh, our uh, CMQ Twitter account at CMQ Network. Or you can email us at uh, casualmasterquest at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Casual Master Quest. We also have a Discord. Guys, uh, you can find the Discord link uh you know, dancing along the uh, Twitter, both in the uh, description, and we posted it recently. Or you can uh, check it out on Twitter or Twitch. We post it like every half hour, so uh, it's kind of hard to miss. Uh, we also have a D&D podcast, Casual Quest Masters, where uh, we just pretty much fell into a trap, I think. Uh, at first, I thought it was a trap that was, uh, you know, Glenn's uh, NPCs doing us the naughty. But it turns out it was also Glenn's doing the naughty by fighting somebody, and uh, they they turned extra naughty. Uh, Tony so the Tiger it's just a super again. naughty podcast. <laughs> super Very naughty. Super naughty. Anyways, that was Glenn. That was Brandon. That was Nick. This is Tyler. That was Casual Master Quest episode eighty four. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch up with you next week with the topic of the show. For the love of God, please, please. But don't forget to never stop the grind. We'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye. I'll miss you. 
the intro to the podcast titled Casual Master Quest was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelries Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelries Music or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.